What's up guys, welcome back to Gen Alpha Talk. In today's episode, I'll be telling you guys about the differences, the perks, and the bad about working from home, working in the office, and hybrid. What are the trade-offs? Let's get into it. To be successful in navigating the future of work, teams need to be proactive in understanding the data behind the remote work experiment. During the Great Recession, when companies looked to downsize their offices as a cost-saving measure, many employers allowed their employees to work from home. In the following years, even as the economy rebounded, some of that flexibility remained, especially in software development. Less than a decade later, the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic further accelerated the option of work-from-home workplaces, while an estimated 7% of employees worked remotely before the pandemic. That number spiked to about two-thirds in the early months of lockdown. The COVID-19 pandemic quickly altered decades-old traditions of working from the office and introduced a new set of challenges for companies to overcome. As the world reopens, executives, managers, and workers are left to answer the questions about the future of work at their company. What are the trade-offs between remote, office, and hybrid work? How do companies decide which option is best for them? Let's first define the differences between remote, office, and hybrid work. Office work means the physical collocation of employees. In the most broad sense, employees of a company share a physical space, interact in person, and commute from their homes to the workplace. Remote work means employees do not work from a shared physical space. Instead, they collaborate online using digital tools rather than in-person collaboration from workplaces outside the office. Remote workers can choose to work from home uh, WFH, or work from anywhere, WFA. Work from home means employees predominantly work out of the same place where they live. Sometimes in a dedicated home office, work from anywhere means employees can work from any location, such as co-working spaces, coffee shops in any city. Remote work policies often differ greatly between companies. For example, some companies allow remote work but require team members to be located in specific geographies. Example, certain cities or regions near the company's headquarters. Some remote employees may be required to be online at certain hours of the day to align team members and improve collaboration across time zones. Other companies are extremely flexible, allowing employees to work from a remote beach in the Bahamas or a coffee shop in the Czech Republic. Hybrid work offers companies a combination of both remote and office workplace. Employees can work from the office, home, or elsewhere. With hybrid workplaces, some companies require employees to work from the office for a certain number of days. In the most flexible options, workers may only be required to work from the office once per week or a few times per month. In less flexible workspaces, workers may only be able to work a day or two from home, often on Fridays. Other companies have decided to keep their offices open as a co-working space for employees who would prefer them even if coming into the office is not required by company policies. These offices resemble flexible co-working spaces, areas for occasional collaboration rather than assigned cubicles and finding workers to adjust during long work days. They are friendlier, more open places for employees that effectively blur the line between work from anywhere and office workplaces. Hybrid workplaces are quickly becoming the default option for companies trying to balance the trade-offs between remote and office work. Many technology leaders have instituted hybrid workplaces, Dropbox, created studios, office spaces that is restricted to collaborative work. Coinbase opted for remote-first culture, but also left physical office spaces intact for employees to prefer them. According to CEO Brian Armstrong, over time, the vision is to have one floor 
of office space in 10 cities. Browsers didn't have 10 floors of office space in one city. Remote work versus office versus hybrid. How do you decide which is best for your company? While many companies navigate through new ways of working, many are still undecided how they should work long term. For companies deciding the future of work, it's important to consider many trade-offs. The stakes are high, just the most change in productivity, turnover or happiness could significantly affect business outcomes and competitiveness. Factors you should consider when deciding the future of your working model. Companies must consider how remote and office work impact their employees' ability to achieve both their personal and professional goals while helping drive their business forward. Finding the best workplace to require teams to weigh many factors at once, which could change over time as teams learn for more about how to excel in each work environment. Most likely, companies will need to proactively experiment with their workplace environments, measuring and improving their office and remote initiatives, and the effectiveness of office remote or hybrid work will be impacted by the practices they adopt. Potentially negative trade-offs can be counterbalanced by best practices and rituals, while perks can be abused or allowed to workplace inefficiently. Productivity. Companies should consider the long-term impact of office and remote work on productivity. Unfortunately, much of the information and data available today about workplace productivity comes from surveys, which are prone to respondent biases and become stale quickly without ongoing research. Moreover, industries, job roles, and company size impact what productivity looks like and how companies measure it. For many companies, remote work can be a boon for productivity. Workers create a quiet, productive space at home. Managers hold fewer meetings by encouraging asynchronous communication and giving employees more time for productive work. Company culture relies on employees to be self-disciplined and motivated. Remote employees, however, may also face distractions at home, like children and family that interfere with productive work. Managers may hold more meetings because of distrust, destroying employee productivity. They are more likely to resort to spyware to manage harder breeding distrust. Offices can be unproductive too. Employees face more distractions, uh, like disruptive coworkers and noisy environments. Managers hold more meetings because they're convenient. They're more likely to reward false productivity, where employees are valued simply by showing up. The company relies on managers to discipline and motivate employees. In an ideal office workplace, managers hold fewer meetings because of greater employee visibility in the office. Workers find a place to work that matches their preferences, such as a cubicle, conference room, or lounge. A hybrid work offers a potential balance between office and remote productivity. Employees can choose the right environment based on their schedule each day, maintaining flexibility that allows them to optimize their workspace. Managers can balance meetings and productive time by using remote and office time effectively, giving workers long periods of time for deep work and focus. For managers now new to remote work, they may also get necessary face time without needing to micromanage in a hybrid workplace. Collaboration Like productivity, collaboration is difficult to measure but important for a company's long-term innovativeness. In a remote work environment, employees lack the effectiveness and creativity of in-person collaboration. Communication is noticeably more difficult and distributed teams face communication challenges across time zones. Microsoft's Satya Nadella waited cautiously into the waters of remote work, warning other leaders about the risk of burnout, negatively impacted mental health, and depletion of social capital. Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg argues that social bond-building, cultural creativity, whiteboarding, and brainstorming need to happen at the office. 
Many remote teams try to offset their inability to easily collaborate with new rituals and practices. Tools like FigJam and Myro help teams whiteboard digitally. LiveShare helps developers pair programs from anywhere in the world, while Codespaces can reduce the complexity of managing developer environments. On the other hand, hybrid and office workers benefit greatly from in-person collaboration. They enable more serendipitous creative movements, often in the form of water cooler talk, because collaboration is hard to quantify. Many companies hash their bets on the future of their work through hybrid workplaces. They can maintain some of the benefits of collaborative office work while giving employees the flexibility of remote work. Financial. Remote companies pay no real estate expenses, while hybrid companies are able to mitigate their real estate costs. They also spend less on office upkeep, deferring some expenses to employees to set up home offices. The most flexible remote companies can also hire employees from around the world potentially lowering the cost of salaries in areas of a lower cost of living. Uh, remote companies face new costs as well. They must spend more on retreats, conferences, and travel. They also need to set up new IT systems, example Wi-Fi, machines, video conferencing, VPNs. For remote workers, uh, most often costs for remote workers will be lower than office workplaces, but the trade-off will change depending on industry and company size. Although office-based companies need to pay for real estate and upkeep, they can continue to use the centralized IT system. They also require less all-team travel. Employee well-being. At remote companies, employees are especially prone to loneliness and isolation. Remote companies find it more difficult to enforce work-life balance, and employees can struggle to create boundaries between work and life, leading to burnout. Office-based companies, employees are more likely to be engaged in a social media office environment. Companies find it easier to enforce work-life balance, and employees may find it easier to create boundaries between work and life. However, remote and hybrid companies enable greater employee flexibility. Employees do not need to commute to work, reclaiming time for their personal life. You can also set flexible schedules that work best for your lifestyle, shifting the work hours around family, personal obligations, and hobbies. Office employees must commute daily, losing hours of productive work or personal time, and must abide by office hours regardless of lifestyle, Less flexibility and longer commute times can lead to worse work-life balance. Next is talent. Generally, remote and hybrid companies have better access to talent with a geographically wider labor pool. As a result, they also have better access to a more diverse talent who from a variety of culture backgrounds. Workplace flexibility can also improve employee retention by uh, allowing workers to choose where and how they work best. In today's tightening labor market, many software developers now expect or demand remote or hybrid workspaces. Companies that do not offer remote options are not big enough to open multiple offices across the world, can only access a geographically constrained labor pool with limited access to talent. They also have access to a less diverse talent pool. In the long term, they may experience higher turnover or dissatisfaction as employees move to remote and hybrid companies. Other considerations. Teams should also consider two larger uh, macroeconomic challenges, carbon footprint and black swan events. Remote companies can lower their carbon footprint with smaller offices and their commutes. Although some of this is offset if employees buy larger homes, other office companies can have larger carbon footprints with daily commutes and large office spaces. Moreover, remote companies are better prepared for black swan events and unpredictable disasters, including inclement weather, crumbling infrastructure, or another global pandemic. The more agile and adaptable to changing conditions around the world that may hinder workers' ability to travel to or work in an office. So, what do employees think? According to Buffer's 2021 State of Remote Work, 
Nearly 98% workers would like to work remotely, at least some of the time, for the rest of their career. Most employees believe that remote work improves their flexibility but can be challenging for their mental health. According to respondents, the top benefits of remote work are the ability to have a flexible schedule, flexible to work from anywhere and not having to commute. The biggest struggles of remote work include not being able to unplug, difficulty with collaboration and communication, loneliness. Productivity results are more mixed. According to PwC, 52% of employees of, of employers felt their company was more productive working from home. Only 34% of employees felt the same, but 83% of employers and 71% of employees say remote work has been a success during the COVID-19 pandemic. Most companies seem likely to adopt a hybrid workplace in the coming years. Over half of employees want to work remotely three days a week or more. Nearly 30% wish to be fully remote working from home five days per week. Deciding the future of work. As lockdowns ease and offices reopen, uh, leaders will make a crucial decision of how best to adapt their work culture. Will your team switch to an all-remote workplace? Uh, will your team mandate employees commute to offices again? Will your team find a new balance between the two? So we'll take advantage of this great remote work experiment to better understand how they work, collaboration, and innovate. Uh, others will lose out, missing a valuable opportunity. To be successful in navigating the future of work, teams need to be proactive in understanding the data behind the remote work experiment. Remote skeptics will opt for a wait and seize strategy before making any changes to remote work policies. They still believe in office centricity and that the company's most important work will continue to take place at its offices. Netflix's Reed Hastings argues that remote work is the pure negative. JP Morgan, too, allegedly uh, noticed productivity declines among its employees. CEO Jamie Dimon is wary of remote work, saying that you lose a lot of culture, character, learning, and you can't do that a lot of that remotely. On the other end of the spectrum, all remote GitLab boasts more than 1,300 team members across more than 65 countries, over $200 billion in annualized revenue dollars. The company is known for its remote manifesto, a collection of fundamental beliefs about remote work. GitLab believes remote work is a competitive advantage rather than an obstacle to overcome, according to Sid Sibrandich, CEO of GitLab. So, this is the end of my episode. Hope you guys had a great listen. If you did, hit the like, subscribe, and share one. And I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.